Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, podcast fans. I wanted to alert you to a new program that we are really excited about here at Yahoo Sports Canada. It is called the Raptors Group Chat, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a group chat involving some of your favorite Raptor fans. Um, you know, I just got finished listening to the first episode. It was really, really funny. Uh, it was hosted by Alex Wong, who you know from Running Back, uh, Katie and Iman, who you know from this podcast, as well as from the Dishes and Dimes podcast. Uh, and also, the slander expert, uh, Asad Alvi, was also in to... Um, you know, for the first show, and it was really funny. It was 20 minutes, and you can watch it at the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. Um, so I highly rec- recommend the show, and uh, I'm going to play the first episode for you here. Uh, so thanks for listening. All right, everyone, welcome to Group Chat. This is a new NBA show that will be happening on Yahoo Sports Canada while the NBA is restarting. At Disney World, um, I'll be joined by a lot of illustrious guests um, on each episode. So today I've got Iman, one of the best Raptors, Twitter personalities online, and a host of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. Um, I think everybody knows Iman. Everybody knows Katie, who's one of the best writers in the game. And then we've got Assad, a veteran uh, chartered accountant, Mr. Slander for Hire. Uh, Assad, how'd you score an invite to this first show, by the way? Uh, I just did. I just followed uh, Alex Wong's advice, and I just rode <laughs> William Liu's coattails uh, onto the Yahoo Sports uh, channel. So here I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, Will couldn't make it today. A little bit busy. Uh, probably reading a 15-minute KFC ad read right now. You know, I really don't want to see the Magic in the first round. They need to play those four games on like 1.5 times speed. If it happens. Uh, Iman, let's start with you. Uh, any takeaways from this Orlando Magic game? Did you take a nap in the second half? What's going on? Yeah, I feel like I've aged three years since the start of the game. Um, I, it was the longest thing I've ever watched ever. I want no parts of the Magic in the first round just because I don't have the time. One thing that was kind of exciting, it was the first time I felt like in the pandemic that I actually had a good sense of time again instead of time just like warping at like – and blurring by, it did slow down. So I guess the magic is good for that <laughs> in bursts. But I also, once I got a taste of it, I didn't like it anymore. I was like, take me back to my blurred days and like warp speed, man. Yeah, Asad, let's, uh, let's keep this to like 20 seconds. We're trying to get good ratings, especially on the first <laughs> show. And we can't be talking about the magic for more than that. Yeah, no, I'm good not talking about the Magic or Evan Fournier's bald spot or uh, Nikola Vucevic doing his diaper at the gate or having to look at DJ Augustine's perfectly curated eyebrows every single game and just being jealous. So I'm good with the Magic. I'm done with it. So the Raptors are going to play the Celtics on Friday. Uh, So I guess my question to you is, do you think the Raptors are going to be able to get motivated to play a non-contending team on a Friday night. 
Well, we all have to wake ourselves up for that game, and so do the Raptors. I mean, we saw it against the Lakers. They they got up for a non-contending team then. I see no reason for them not to do it against the Celtics. The thing about the Celtics is that I actually kind of like their players. I just hate their team, which is hard to say. Uh, like, Jalen Brown's such a nice guy. I love him so much. But then you have Gordon Hayward. So, you know, it kind of balances out, unfortunately. Um, honestly, I, think- I just want to see who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna be angrier during the game. Is it going to be Nick Nurse or Brad Stevens? I don't think – like, both of them have great reaction shots, and, except that Brad Stevens' face always looks like, I hate this guy. And Nick Nurse's face is just, like, astonished. Yeah. He's really been rubbing his goatee a lot lately, like, frantically. Like, <laughs> It's too much, man. I it actually starts as a beard just, at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's worn down. Rubs it down. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't mind seeing the Gordon Hayward in the shape he's in. I feel like his legs have atrophied from being in that gamer bed. I feel like he brought the gamer bed to the bubble. <laughs> Do you guys think Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward have had a conversation about education reform at the bubble? No. <laughs> no. I'm just asking the hard-hitting questions. But seriously, though, Iman, how excited would you be to see the Raptors and Celtics in the second round? Because it feels like these two teams and these two fan bases have been circling each other for, like, so many years now. They've never played in the playoffs. Um, How excited would you be to see that matchup? Definitely feels like it's been a long time coming. It'll be, like, a really sort of hard-earned four games that the Raptors get. Um, You know, seven years in the making probably won't take very long. I pick the Raptors in it I think that they're just the better team um so yeah I would definitely love to see the Raptors kind of finally put a beat down on the Celtics yeah I agree about Jalen Brown though I wish Jalen Brown was on any other team Marcus Smart is Smart is like the Boston uh Kyle Lowry So another thing that's happening at the NBA bubble is uh Paul George is getting game winners hit on him again uh Devin Booker hit one the other day Asad, how are we feeling about Paul George and the Clippers vibe in general? Honestly, the Clippers look like a team that just uh, is forced to come back to work and work a nine to five because they clearly do not like to be there or like doing work. And I know there's supposed to be some grit and grind team, but they look like a miserable <laughs> office job that they're doing. They're like, God damn, I have to play basketball and I get to go back to my bubble. Paul George looked really great in like one playoff series against the Raptors. And then we realized that that was probably more so on DeMar DeRozan than anything Paul George related. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Leave DeMar alone. We don't need to do this right now. <laughs> um, but no, uh, the, the Clippers have such a short window to make these this work. Um, and a lot of their team is not even in the bubble right now. So we haven't really seen them gel and they haven't picked up momentum. And if it doesn't work for them this season and it doesn't work out for them next season, they're kind of screwed. Paul George, I don't know if he has any fans because I have never seen a Paul George fan. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's coming in the mentions of defending Paul George the way like Raptors fans do with Kyle Lowry. Paul George has one huge fan that you all forgot about, Kawhi. His I thought biggest... you were going to say Paul George. I was going to be like, Kawhi. also Paul George. But Kawhi, <laughs> his biggest fan, his, the, 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 the hinge on what got him to go to LA, which I still don't believe. I feel like Kawhi just like was trying to think of people and blanked on so and then like thought of him and was like, <laughs> yeah, get that guy. And that's no, what cool. I feel like Paul George's general vibe is. <laughs> Kawhi's free agency was so underrated in that he like met with the Lakers and like just strung them along Mm -hmm. um Asad so let's 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 say this if the Raptors beat the Clippers in the NBA finals let's get matching PG-13 tattoos on our necks oh god I I 
Yes, let's can, do that, Alex. No, no, okay, so you, you have a couple of choices. 100%. No, you, I you will a, definitely <laughs> join you in doing that. <laughs> you, you can either get a Patrick Patterson tattoo or a PG-13, so you pick. Uh, uh, so I guess I'm not going to be on Yahoo anymore. Uh, <laughs> this is my pr- grand opening, grand closing. Uh, <laughs> you're not is this on so Yahoo funny? Because you already kind of look like a hostage with your background, and now yeah, you're a little no, bit. <laughs> that's what I wanted to say when I saw him. But I didn't want to be inappropriate. I got you. I'll be inappropriate for you, Alex. <laughs> I thought I thought Assad was going to read a statement off camera. Um, Listen, okay, I, I saw what happened to Will Lou and Chris Boucher, so I'm just making sure that I'm in an undisclosed location and no one can trace me down, okay? Assad, even though, Assad, even though I know you've got more money in your checking account than Tillman Fertitta, do you believe in the Houston Rockets, uh, finally not embarrassing themselves in the playoffs? Uh, I think, yeah, sure. Because all I know is that they're going to play the Jazz in the first round. And (laughs) (laughs) the Jazz are just going to be embarrassed on live TV once again, uh, which will be amazing. The thing with the Rockets is, as much as I, like, I know James Harden's a good player, but I just hate his aesthetic. I don't know what it is about him that I don't like his look. Because, like, he has a beard. I should like beards. But, like, I don't like his beard. I don't, li- I don't like how he's incredibly... Is that how skinny. things work? You just yeah. like other people with beards? <laughs> That's it. It's very... It's very, <laughs> it's very child, but I really hate him. But then I love Russell Westbrook. Mm. So it's so tough to, it's so tough to balance my, that love-hate. Oh, yeah. And Russ doesn't have a beard. I, you know, the Blazers are actually, like, really surprising now that they finally have their team back. But I think the team that could sort of fit into the top echelon of the West is one OKC for sure. I think they can definitely be one of those teams, but I would probably put Houston. It can go either way, depending on the matchup that they have, but we saw them beat the Bucks, and they can get really hot and they have a system that could work in, in a playoff series. I don't know if it's possible, but an OKC Houston uh, Western conference finals would be amazing, Ooh. especially after Portland um, eventually beats the Lakers in the first round because um, the Lakers non-contenders they just like lost by like twenty to OKC. So wow, we like- Char- I didn't know we had Charles Barkley here, man. The first, the first <laughs> You're gonna pick the Nets game. to win in the first round, Assad? What's going on? Man? That would be such hey, a crazy Chris, series. Chris Chioza yeah. is that yeah, guy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So impressed. He's just in charge of both teams. <laughs> Drafted everyone on the Rockets. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. Uh, give me one Chris Chioza fact if you're so passionate about him, Asad. Uh, Chris Chioza is really good at racquetball, actually. Uh, <laughs> he also has a um, uh, a tether a tether ball uh, collection. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me how I know that. Just like a bunch of. <laughs> Different tether balls. He was a great, he was a big fan of the show Recess as a child. And so he has created this tether ball collection. You can quote me on that one. Uh, uh, that's your Chris Chioza, Chris Chioza minute. Yeah, once again, <laughs> ratings are hurting. Ratings are hurting right now. You know what has struck me is like watching other teams play. I mean, I know we're all super biased, but I do feel like it's different when you watch the Raptors play. Like they're just like, there's even a even a game like tonight against Orlando, there's just like a smoothness and like a cohesiveness. It's just like the it's it's usually more pacey. It's a lot more fun. Like I don't know. Like it's some of the other teams seem pretty stiff coming back. Maybe that's it. Yeah, no, the the Raptors like uh, actually I don't want to use it. I'm saving it for a tweet. Uh, Iman, uh, <laughs> uh, is is there a team uh, that uh, has stood out to you that you've really enjoyed watching so far? 
Um, I guess it's a surprise. Maybe I just haven't paid attention to them in the regular season, but the Phoenix Suns, who I don't think should even be in there, has just been so much fun to watch. And Devin Booker hitting the game winner. We talked about, you know, Paul George uh, suffering another game winner right in his face, you know, as um, always. But uh, yeah, no, definitely watching the Phoenix Suns. They've been so much fun. Yeah, shout outs to a former Raptor, Cameron Payne, who got a free trip to Japan out of it during preseason. Where do you stand on Devin Booker? Because people have been obviously pushing this narrative of him being on a losing team and not sure if like, you know, he's like an empty calorie stats guy. And now we've seen him obviously have huge performances here at the bubble. Uh, Where do you stand on Devin Booker as a player? Uh, I personally like Devin Booker's look. And I like the way his legs move when he's taking a jump <laughs> shot. Does it always start with how the player looks? <laughs> also, I'm getting hard hitting analysis. His legs, <laughs> but he's got like the way his legs flow when he takes a jump shot. It looks pretty okay. good. Uh, okay. He has a pretty looking jump shot, and he hits all these tough like fadeaway mid rangers. Like Jonas, Just that too. Insight. He looks like a tan Nick Jonas. Yeah, big facts. It took me a while to come around him because of his escapade. It's painting butts at those like paint like wine and paint cafes. Wait, hold on. You gotta like, you gotta elaborate on that. What happened last <laughs> summer? What? <laughs> he <laughs> He was like he him and um Dandrell Russell were like painting butts. Like they were going to like, you know, the the cafes where you'll go like usually like I feel like people's aunts go there. But like you'll go to you'll bring your own wine, you'll go to like a paint cafe and you'll like make a painting. They both went and they painted this butt. And you could tell it was from the same reference photo because it was like the same thong, the same like shoes, like Louboutin shoes. Uh, and they like painted it on a huge canvas. And then they like went on a bunch of wine tours last summer. I don't know. I was like, they were having a really like bratty, like a really bratty summer. I mean, I guess they were having a good time, but it was a little bit much. And it took me a while to come around to him again after that. <laughs> Do you think that's him compensating for how much of a child he looks like? Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were such an expert in what players look like, man. He's like perpetually like well, he looks like he's like thirteen old, yeah. like yeah, like fourteen. Did you say eight? Yeah. <laughs> the baby face, the hair, the hair makes him look thirteen, but he's got like right. a real yeah, child yeah. face. I guess it depends which angle you catch him at. One of the last things I wanted to talk to the three of you about is uh, Raptors Twitter, because, you know, we're all a part of that. And I feel like, you know, all biases aside, I do feel like uh, the Raptors have like the best uh, Twitter fan base. And I I wanted to put it to the three of you. If you could describe Raptors Twitter in one word, um, what would it be? I'll start with you, Asan. Uh, Petty. (laughs) like i i have so many tweets bookmarked over the course of the season that i'm just ready to quote tweet to oblivion once we win this thing uh and i know everybody else does. there are times where i see a bad tweet about the raptors and i go into reply and already like 14 people have replied with kyle lowry gifts so uh yes petty is definitely my word of choice for the raptors yeah, I've got like 15 tweets about Jason Tatum. I'm getting ready for the second round when OG locks him down. Um, Katie, uh, what would you? How would you describe Raptors Twitter? Yeah, probably like to piggyback on that a little bit, like relentless, probably. Because like I think I don't, I don't think it's just like total pettiness. Like I think there's some like relentless. You know, we can be relentlessly optimistic. We can be relentlessly petty. 
uh, and like very thirsty and how we like track people down and demand attention and respect. And then also once we get it, are very uncomfortable with it. <laughs> so yeah. It's not well, done in the right way. It has yeah, to, exactly. we need the attention in the right way. Exactly. So Mark Jones use the word ubiquitous to describe Kyle Lowry in that Lakers game. And I, you know, just to piggyback off of what both of you guys are saying, Raptor fans are everywhere. You click on anyone's tweet and there are like 50, like Pascal Siakam, one, two, three, like OG Ananobi, fave player, like just a bunch of like random names at every single person. So the Raptors are ubiquitous. They're absolutely everywhere. Yeah, that's the one thing I love about Raptors Twitter is like all year, uh, every one of us and a lot of us will be like, no one's talking about the Raptors enough. And it feels like this week, everyone's talking about the Raptors now because mm-hmm. they beat the Lakers and that got everyone's attention. And now everyone's like, no, you're not talking about the Raptors properly. Like, how are you saying in this article that the Raptors don't have any stars? Um, and my favorite, I think I saw this a couple months ago, like people were doing this like during quarantine, everyone was bored. And they were doing this thing where there's like build your uh, NBA lineup and they put players like $5, and $1. And Kyle Lowry was $2. And there was all these threatening tweets being like, change that graphic right now. Move Kyle to at least $4. Which which I think just like perfectly defined everything about uh, Raptors Twitter. So before we go, the last segment, I'm introducing this new segment, workshopping it, called Defend Your Tweet. So guess who come on? I'm going to stalk and scour your Twitter timeline. And out of the three of you, I'm going to pick one tweet that I want you to explain. So Iman, you're up. So you tweeted this 12 hours ago. Uh, The Sixers are bad, just like the Celtics were. They spent the whole year telling us who they are. And people are still like, quote, they might be good. Nothing they do would surprise me. They could make the finals, which roughly translates to, quote, I refuse to admit I was wrong about them. Uh, speak on this kind of attitude that people have with the Sixers. Yeah, I, well, the Sixers were favored, I think, to make the finals um, after last season. And um, they have been absolutely horrendous. They won five straight games to start the year. And everyone was like, see, they're going to do it. And then they like lost, it seems like, every game since. They lose in all these big games. They should have lost to the Spurs, speaking of Jamar Rosen. Um, so, yeah, so I think they're just a, a bad team. And everyone still has hopes for them the same thing that they did with the Celtics every like five games of the Celtics last year was like they turned a corner until they turned a corner to make a full 360 and got right back to the trash <laughs> place they started at um and I just feel like we're doing the exact same thing with the Sixers they're just not that good I'm with Amon on that one man I don't know I uh I like a lot of pieces on that team Mike Scott I'll I will back him forever <laughs> He has emoji tattoos. Yeah, I know. We need a thought to weigh in on this. Yeah, the the aesthetic king over here. His his, his aesthetic not great, but he's extremely himself, like at all times. Um, Matisse Tybal is cool. Matisse Tybal has a very cool YouTube blog. Great, like great, like uh, media he's doing himself. Kyle Quinn, most beautiful smile, second best Kyle in the game. Um, the good beard. Friend. You approve the beard. <laughs> close like, friend of yeah. Kyle Lowry's too. Kyle <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Sixers are just the Knicks, except that they have like players that have good personality. They have seventeen <laughs> power forwards. Their entire roster is power forwards. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can I just beef beef that we have with Kyle Lowry making not making the third team and Ben Simmons making the third team? He's a power forward now, so I guess he gets to move up the guard spot. No, I, I think. Free that up. I think it's, no, I. 
best way to wrap this episode, um, you know, with, again, an, another, um, you know, Kyle Lowry has been overlooked again. So I want to thank uh, the three of you. I couldn't not talk for, about Kyle. No, no that, was, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. I love that. That is honestly like that's Raptors Twitter. Like we can start a conversation about like the Sixers and what their future is going to look like. And it's going to end up being about Kyle Lowry. And I think that's perfect. Uh, so I want to thank the three of you uh, for this. Uh, everybody watching, please like and subscribe on Yahoo Sports Canada's YouTube channel. And stay tuned uh, for the next episode of Group Chat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.